0: This is the Messy Progress Podcast, and I'm your host, Adrian Smith. In this episode, I'm talking with a good friend of mine, Bradshaw Wish, who is a full time yoga teacher in Chicago, Illinois. And he's putting on an event December 13th, which is called the Mariah Carey Christmas Flow. And in our episode, we talk a little bit about this event and how it got started, why he keeps putting it on. And this year, it's available virtually, so you can literally participate in it from anywhere. and The thing that got brought up in our conversation, I mean, we talked about everything from psychedelic mushrooms, Domino's pizza, grief, trauma, self-acceptance, and wearing makeup, pronouns, having children, parenting, um, being married, being divorced, all sorts of stuff in this conversation. And what I just love about Bradshaw is he's a master at oscillating between fun and crazy serious. And that's just why I love talking with him because he's got this infectious laughter, which you'll hear throughout our conversation. And I just hope that this brings you some joy right now. Enjoy the episode. I'm here. (laughs) All right. So I'm here today on this Messy Progress podcast with my dear friend Brad Shaw Wish. And we were just talking about how, because we're on Zoom, as all of us are on Zoom, like all the time, or, and I shouldn't even give Zoom the plug. It's like, we're just virtual a lot of the time now. And there's these moments where we have to look at each other on the screen and actually ask the question, are you still there? Because there's such a pause.
1: (laughs) It's like the most intense version of that Verizon commercial. Like, are you still there? Good.
0: Yeah. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yep, I'm here, good.
1: Are you on mute? Am I on mute? Are we all both on mute?
0: Yeah. But it's just, it's like, it's like everything is, (laughs) do you remember Bradshaw back to like your first, so Bradshaw's a yoga teacher for those of you that don't know. And we'll learn all about him. And uh, actually that's my first question is what are your pronouns?
1: Oh, my uh, pronoun, so funny that you asked that. We could get a whole, get into a whole conversation about this. Um, My pronouns are he, his, or they, them. And I get asked this question a lot. One, I think it's great that you're asking this question, but two, I think because of the way that I kind of present myself, people ask me, they're like, you know, do you have any, um, like, pronouns that you would like us to use? And for me, I honestly will just answer anything. So I guess he, her, (laughs) they, them, or he, his. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, and
0: I bring it up because one of the conversations that we've had on this podcast is one of my, um, dear friends has a transgender son. And so we got into the conversation about transgender and, mm-hmm. um, and just the whole conversation was more about radical inclusivity rather than mm. that topic generally. So, um, I asked that because I just noticed my natural way of speaking with you when I just, I don't even know what I said. Oh, I said, oh, he's a yoga teacher. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait. I don't actually know that because we haven't had that conversation. Some people, it's just like, oh yeah, th- you." maybe there's an assumption, but there's also, it can be just this opening for a deeper conversation. bradshaw wish and I go way back. And I remember Bradshaw, I met you before you even took a teacher training and you, I don't even know how long ago that was. We
1: 2012 like 2012, 13, somewhere around there. Yeah. Maybe 2011 was Barefeet
0: open in 2011. I think they maybe had just opened. So Br- Bradshaw and I know each other from our my good friend Robin and um he was a teacher at her studio for years. So he took her teacher took teacher training with um them, Debbie Williamson, I think. Is that right?
1: I did yeah, I did it with Debbie but not at Barefeet. I did it um after I got married, which I'm not married anymore, but when in 2013.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh, there's so much we can talk yeah. about that so I, I didn't forgot Island. about. Yes.
1: I know, right? I was going deep on my Instagram the other day. You know, I was like, what is on my Instagram? And I was like, it, it's, it is funny because it's like, you're like, oh shit, like it, you, it brings you back to like a completely different time. That's weird.
0: Yeah. So tell me about that. Let's, I wanna just dive into that real quick. Um, Maybe it's real quick or maybe it's a long time, but you were married and then you weren't married and it was like that. And it was, I remember at that point in time, like I, it was kind of like in my mind, Voldemort, like you didn't, like the name, you didn't bring it up. And that's how I felt, not because you said that, but because (laughs) it was just like, I don't know how I'm supposed to act around this person that got married and then is not married anymore. I'm divorced also and a lot of people don't know that, I was married prior and to my current husband and um, me and Jason are still married even though times it's challenging. Um, there's moments where it's hard to talk about <laughs> that kind of stuff and it can feel like this, what's happening? And that was years ago, but I imagine that it was a, um, it's like a, when you get divorced, it's like a death of a relationship.
1: Yeah, for sure. I was thinking about it today because I was, looked at, I was looking at pictures of our wedding. You know, I, I, if I'm being really honest with myself, at that time in my life, I came from a very traditional kind of family, you know, um, and I was like, marriage is, like if, if marriage is going to be legal, and that's like something I should do. And there was a lot of excitement in the country um, right before gay marriage was legalized federally, on the federal level, and I was like, oh, well, we can get married. This is before this. We can get married in Connecticut. And we'll have a reception in Rhode Island. And it was, I feel like for, for me, kind of like a way to make a statement and a, and a point. Um, and then getting married and realizing I had no idea what marriage was. <laughs> and that um, I had a lot more exploring to do before uh, settling down in, in any way. I also, I realized a couple of things. One, in that relationship, I realize I don't wanna be in a monogamous relationship. And two, I personally, for me, don't feel the need to get married. That's just not something, I don't know, on my journey, um, if it's uh, you know, calling to me necessarily.
0: Yeah, what is calling to you? What, like sometimes it's like, well, I don't want this, but I do want that. And sometimes it's that, that's more powerful.
1: Yeah, I think that I want things that are, I want to make things that seem less traditional, more traditional. (laughs) Like in the sense of you don't have to get married, you don't have to do this, you don't have to wear that, you don't have to be this. Like I want, I feel like my calling is to, um, is radical self-love and self-acceptance really at its like simplest form. It's just kind of showing up, showing up as, as you are
0: yeah and so you've done a lot of different things around that like from a um I guess like frank public standpoint of you started to do these like diva flows and yoga talk about that where'd that come from and
1: yeah it's so funny it's taken it's been so long now it's kind of taken a life of its own it's been what seven years or something since the first one i always wanted to do something that was kind of really fun and campy because that's very much of like that's a part of who i am that was kind of like gay and fun and you know just like just joyful for being joyful and so that that was something that came to fruition was like, oh my God, Mariah Carey music, we could do music and do a yoga class. And we did it at feet, and like 40 people came. And then we did it again and like it sold out. And then we did it, I think the third year, my partner at the time, uh, Kiefer said, you need to rent out a venue and you need to make it bigger. And I just was like, there's no way we can, you know, sell that many tickets. Like that's crazy or we're gonna spend all this money. It's gonna be awful. And we sold like 150 tickets. (laughs) It's crazy.
0: And what do you Um, think, Bradshaw? Like, what is it that people, so you said you're like, I'm um, like, my purpose is radical. What did you say? Um, Radical
1: self-love and
0: self-acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. So is that what like people are like, are they looking for that? People just need some fucking joy. Mm -hmm.
1: Right? Like without a reason for being just, just being joyful to be joyful and be playful and like listen to some music and move. It's really simple, right? The the thought behind it is not rocket science. It's just like, we're going to move a little bit. Listen to some Christmas music that we all love. And it's just, it's just going to be a good time.
0: Yeah. You know, what's funny about that is I, I feel like I've gotten away from that so much because it's, no one's fault. It's nobody's fault other than like not seeing it for myself that like everything in life has been so like, do this, do that, you know, um, whatever. I like, I I've just been this, especially the last couple of months of like super adulting, like responsible, pay the bills. I got to do the mortgage, figure out what to do, open the studio, close the studio, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, the joy has been lost and forgotten and that sucks. But It, I've been, um, you know, we were talking the other day about just like throwing the rules out of stuff. It's like when I first started teaching, I can't tell you how many people would come up to me and they'd be like, I've never heard anyone swear in a yoga class. I think that's really inappropriate. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Doesn't mean I'm not going to swear. (laughs) Like you can choose to just Yeah, exactly. And or playing, (laughs) playing crazy music and like kind of having a dance party. It's like, well, you're not supposed to do that in yoga. And it's like, are you the yoga police? I'm sorry, I mm-hmm. forgot that your it's under regulation, which is actually not. And there's also the what is it? What is yoga about? To me, it's about waking up to all parts of ourselves that maybe we haven't been seeing and we haven't noticed that we're not having fun until we realize we haven't been having fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. What do you think about what's the yoga, what's yoga about? What's yoga for?
1: Yeah, I actually feel myself in both worlds, which is I have honestly you know become very much of a technically driven yoga teacher i know exactly what i'm in um, obviously i'm not completely rigid uh when it comes to like you know i see my students and if it, the content needs to be shifted based on what i'm seeing in the room i can totally do that but um i've realized that i am i have more space to show up as a teacher and kind of be myself and explore with boundaries like with some kind of structure. That's where I have found that I am the best kind of teacher. Um, I think that I, years ago, I think a lot of us kind of came in, you know, the thought process was like show up and like you just make it up on a, on a whim and like you can just like figure it all out. Um, that made me burn out, number one, and extremely anxious and uncomfortable teaching. So I think my job as a yoga teacher is to actually teach content, to actually teach some kind of skill, physical skill or a kind of mental discipline, like teach people how to regulate their nervous system through, through pranayama, through breath work. Yes, I think that there still needs to be joy. Because if you go, it's the pendulum. If there's too much of like, you're so rigid, then it, be, it like then you, kind of, you, lose, you lose yourself. So I was thinking about this Mariah Carey flow and I said to myself, I don't wanna show up and teach like I'm gonna teach on December 10th every single time I teach yoga, because I will burn out, I'll be exhausted, I'll hate my job. And that's what I did for a long time. So I created boundaries over like, okay, as a yoga teacher, what, how do I wanna show up in my day-to-day classes? I want to have content created. I obviously want to be myself. I want to be fun and humorous. But I want to be perceived as being professional and, and, and taking time to curate the experience. And then once every quarter or you know, three times a year, we just do a fucking crazy flow. That it's is like a party. It's a show. It's a show. Like, it is supposed to be a celebration and a show. So I've kind of like, I've navigated that. And it was, I grappled with it for a long time. It was challenging, honestly. Mm-hmm. because I didn't want people to think that I was a joke. You know, and I know this is all in my head, but, I, you know, I'm just saying this out loud. I didn't want to be perceived as like, he's just fun and crazy, um, because I'm a lot more than that. I am fun and crazy. But I also take this really seriously, and I've spent a lot of time training in the past year and a half to realize that I can be both of those things.
0: Yeah, and that's the cool news, like, it's funny, as we're having this conversation, there's moments where we can get so like, blah, and then it's like, no, but I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, we can, I, I feel like I I relate to you so much because there's this stigma that I've, I have that if you're a yoga teacher, you're supposed to like, never be angry or um, bold, like not bold. That's not the right word. But I remember you posted something on Instagram, this was like couple, God, it must've been June. And it was something about just how horrible or, um, it was something about Trump. I'm just going to go there. Cause I don't care. It's like something about like, fuck Trump or something like yeah. that. And I was like, whoa, I don't know that that's the answer. And then I realized, I was like, wait, I'm filtering you through my lens of how I think you should show up to be. And then I realized that, and we ended up having a, a, some great conversations about the political realm and just things that were going on with, um, you know, the conversations around white supremacy and privilege and that kind of thing. And um, you've been that that kind of gateway in a way for me to be able to have like an honest conversation and have someone call me up to more. And like, so there's seriousness. And then there's also, when I ask you what your pronouns are, you're like, I don't care. I go by anything. Yeah, like Not serious. And it's like that kind of conversation can be taken so seriously. And yet what's wrapped up in something that's been present for me lately is I'm not going to try to just be nice about something. I'm actually just going to be real about it. Like, I don't, you can call me anything you want.
1: Hmm.
0: Cool. And then in the other moments when it's like, no, this is how I teach. We're going to have, this is going to be serious for these classes. And then we're going to have a crazy party. But that doesn't mean that the crazy mm. party, I'm doing crazy party Bradshaw 24 seven. And I think sometimes that can be uh, like, you can have both. exhausting. Yeah, but you can yeah, have yeah, both, right? if You just
1: did party. You can you can.
0: But it's the difference of like, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, yoga teacher! I remember teaching a class a long time ago when I lived in Chicago, and I was talking about eating like Chicago pizza and drinking beer. And someone's like, "Oh my god, you do that?" And I was like, "Yeah, is that okay?" Like, and they're like, "But you're a yoga teacher." I was like, "Yeah, it's like it's like this mold and
1: perception of what we should do."
0: Yeah, yeah, that's and then I think it was almost like I never even had that in my thought process until someone planted that seed, and then I was like, "Oh, there is this expectation around." me or who, who I am or how I show up. And it's like, and then sort of where this podcast got breathed life into, because it was like this, no, life is messy. We're not perfect. And we can try on different hats and different ways to be, and then find the ones that sort of seem to fit for the moment.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, you were bringing up June and obviously the, you know, the politics, the racial and just uh, you know, George Floyd, uh, that was just such a, um, uh, God, what's the word to describe that time? Heavy time? Uh, I don't even know if heavy begins to describe. We were all there. If you're listening to this, you, you know kind of what that felt like. Um, and now as kind of months have passed and you kind of look back, there's still some things that I did on social media that I wouldn't necessarily do now But I'm okay with operating like that, personally. Mm. I'm okay with, like, making mistakes and, and like, uh, being a little angry or, like, you know, people say, like, you're being too aggressive, you're being too this, then not do anything at all. Mm -hmm. Because I I can reflect and be like, hmm, maybe they were right or maybe there's something to learn from from what they said maybe there's a better way that i can deliver my be- message whatever whatever it may be but i think that when you're talking about messiness god to to become great you have to be messy
0: yeah and that's what i really like i'm glad that you said that because i want people to hear that is you have to be willing to put your neck out and get your head chopped off like over and over and over again and so you know the this podcast got kind of thought of because of that. And I was seeing all the places that I was willing to make a mess. And I was seeing several other people being messy and trying on new business ideas. And um, I was like, no, that's what I like to share about is all the ways that I've done some really stupid, stupid things. And then I wouldn't do that today. So why are you, like, don't judge me based on what I did even yesterday. Like, it's not even fair to judge even a person, like a spouse, a child, uh, uh, but like really give grace and be like, that's not the person they are right now. That's right in front of me.
1: I was talking to my therapist about this. I can be really just like so hard on myself behind closed doors. Like I think a lot of us can. And like, I was referencing, I'm like, you know, I think about when I was 23 and like, I said this or I did this and she's like, she said to me, you're, you were 23. (laughs) You were 23, you made mistakes. Who the fuck hasn't been 23 and said things that they regretted And it's just like, we have to like, living in that space of regret or like, you know, not liking who we were doesn't benefit us at all. No or anyone else around us.
0: Yeah, what's been your tool that you, you, you've used, obviously therapy is one, but another tool that's like, you've seen yourself do that, maybe spiral a little bit in, and then getting out of like not staying there and not continuing to like crucify yourself for something that you did when you were younger or even yesterday. Mm. Uh,
1: honestly, psychedelic mushrooms. Psil- okay. psilocybin. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, no, go yeah. for it. I know yeah. nothing. So I'm like,
0: <laughs> uh, this girl's never even <laughs> smoked weed before, so. Yeah.
1: No, psilocybin as a, as a drug to deal with, um, with trauma, anxiety, and depression is, is really an amazing uh, drug. And if any of you listeners uh, are interested, there's tons of research that you can look up online about uh, psilocybin and and microdosing mushrooms. Uh, So we're just going to go there because why not? Great. I'm so excited. We were, um, I had done mushrooms when I was in college and partied and not use them to actually heal, but just use them to get fucked up. And so I hadn't done them in a long time because the last time I took too many and I didn't have a... (laughs) did not have a great experience. I was like, I need to step away from those. But then my partner and I, we went to Michigan to kind of get out of the city, you know, during the pandemic. And if you know my boyfriend, he loves to smoke weed. He's made out of weed. And he also brought some mushrooms. And he was like, oh, you know, do you want to do a little mushrooms? And I was like, "Uh," I was nervous because I hadn't done them in so long. And then I decided, uh, I'll just do them. So <laughs> pinched my arm, right? Twist my arm, whatever. And I <laughs> pinch, twist, whatever you need to just take the mushrooms. So I took the mushrooms and we were sitting out looking at this kind of this little lake. And when you come up from mushrooms, there's this, there's this, it just, it kind of, you kind of feel light and, um, like, kind of bubbly. And I could, looking out at the lake, and then all of a sudden, I started crying, just, like, bawling. And Kiefer said to me, what's wrong? And I said, I just miss my mom. Like, I just miss my mom, and I never cry about her anymore. Mm. You know, I never, like, sit and, and, like, grieve over her loss or, like, not even a loss in sadness, but just like spend time to think about how much I love her, loved her, and like how much she's all around me. And so when I did mushrooms that time, I, I really felt connected to moving through grief and kind of moving through, through trauma and judgment of, of myself. You should do them. You would love them.
0: <laughs> That's scary.
1: No, you would love them, Adrian. Oh, they're <laughs> the best, the best. I love them so much. I'm like a huge, huge fan. During that trip, also, I remember like thinking about my body, like, and kind of even like touching my body and being like, I, I have, as we all do, just little body image issues of just like, oh, I don't like this. And it, like, while I was in that space, I was like, my body is beautiful. I am capable. I'm genuinely a kind, good person. That is like trying to do good in the world, um, and I'm I'm gonna, just gonna I'm gonna live I'm gonna live my life as a as a person who is imperfectly perfect but leads with genuine goodness.
0: There's this whole incompleteness, like all these things. Like yoga is an access in my the way that I look at it is like a call to wake up to what is actually whole and complete already without anything added or taken away it doesn't matter if I'm able to do a handstand or whatever it is but actually like I can move how my body is moving today perfectly i'm going to accept it i'm going to adapt i'm going to up level take it down whatever um and so there's there's that part but it's also what i hear with this it's like go if you sometimes we forget and even if we come back to a yoga mat and we're experiencing our physical body, it's still, we can get wrapped up in our head and it's sometimes hard to get out of there. And- It's, it's as
1: simple as, it's as simple as like, even though I live in fucking, like right now, dreary ass Chicago, it's looking up and like looking out my window and thinking I live on Lake Michigan. Wow. Mm-hmm. and to just look out my window and like look at lakeshore drive and just kind of watch the just be in the moment of the simplicity of being alive instead of the rat race of trying to do something yeah. it's like where the fuck are we going where are we going like what are we what are we trying to obtain mm-hmm. and it could be because by constantly trying to obtain all these things and do this and do that we're like we completely are just we just miss out mm-hmm we miss yeah, out I mean, on, like, even even just
0: having this conversation when there's moments where i'll think to myself while we're talking like oh i want to revisit that like mental note i got to get there but then it's like no 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 this the whole purpose of this is just to have a conversation that's present conversation these little pings like oh there, there. Take that thought, take that one, bring that one. Or well, look at time. how we
1: live our lives. It's like our phones. I mean, unfortunately we have to be on our phones right now. To, this is, I'm thankful for our phones that we have this time to be with each other mm-hmm. and see each other. But like, we are constantly bombarded. Uh, like yesterday I said to myself, I'm so addicted to my phone as I think we all are. I said, I'm putting my phone down and I'm taking Tito for a walk without my phone. Mm-hmm. And do you want to know what happened? This is so funny. I found someone's phone <laughs> in the grass. I'm not kidding. I was like, I didn't bring my phone to find your phone.
0: <laughs> what did you do with it? Where, <laughs> Adrian? I
1: was like, oh my God, like, I'm like the universe, something's going on right now. I'm like walking Tito. I'm like, I didn't bring my phone, but maybe it was because if I was looking at my phone, I wouldn't have found this person's phone. And now I have this person's phone. And I'm kind of looking around. This girl comes running. She's like, has anyone seen a phone? I'm like, I have it. (laughs) And she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. She literally took the phone and was like, (laughs)
0: <laughs> so funny. And you're like, whoa, you're not addicted to your phone, are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another thing
1: I've, I, for a long time, but I've really come to terms with and started talking about since I am in my 30s, that like, I don't want kids. But the, how much I enjoy being around little children and like having relatives and cousins that have children. And like, I just feel really grateful that I can still, kind of have this, this experience of walking, watching little beings kind of grow up, right? Um, but I can't imagine as a parent now with technology, are there things that you do with Reese? So you're like, we're, like, I'm going out with Reese and like, I'm, we're gonna go, I don't know, on a swing set. And I'm just gonna be with her and leave my phone at home because I wanna spend time with my daughter because she's my number one priority.
0: Yeah, there's definitely moments where I catch myself attending to something that's not her when I have my phone with me or just even, you know, like you're sitting at, let's say you're sitting at a table with people at dinner. It could even be just yourself. And all of a sudden you have a thought about, oh, I wonder what the weather's like tomorrow or I wonder who won this game or what's the status of COVID? I don't know. And then you just answer that right away. And you, or you like, look it up, you just grab your phone and you look it up because you can. And I think when, with, it it takes intentionality for when we go out that I, I can have my phone with me, but then it's having those little thoughts of, oh, I forgot to do that at work. Or I forgot to message this person Mm. or Jason, turn the oven on, you know? And it's like, that can actually wait. It's not urgent. And it's, it takes discipline to not just reach for it. Yeah, saying you have better
1: control. You know, you know I'm addicted to my phone. You've been around me, you know that. Like I just need it out of my hands.
0: Yeah. Like remember when when we were in Mexico? Remember when we were in Mexico and everyone was on their phones? I almost fucking lost my shit. I I was like, you guys, we're in Mexico. We're all sitting at this table, and everyone (laughs) has their phone out. It's really sad.
1: It's really sad, it's really sad. And I, I don't think, like, I, and you said it to me, and like Pete Kiefer, said, that's probably one of the, one of the biggest like points of contention in our relationship, oh, where he's God. like, get off the fucking phone, get like, we have like, you know, it's, it's been, he's like, you care more about tracking Instagram than you care about me.
0: And How you're like, that ooh,
1: that's painful. Oh, it's awful. I mean, that's awful to hear. And it's just like, I, I'm addicted. Mm-hmm. Like it's an addiction. It's crack. And so, um, I have to, for me, it's not having it on me. It's literally leaving it at home. And like, so then, and I won't even bring my earbuds, like your ear- earbuds, like no music, nothing. And like I said yesterday, go out and feel the air on my face
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like see Tito running through the grass. It's just, the, it sounds corny and it sounds so simple, but, it's what we have gotten away from that I think is leading to so much of our anxiety and depression of just like, we're scrolling through a never ending, you know, dumpster trash. (laughs) There's probably like 1% of stuff online. That's actually good. You know, that's inspiring. That is, you know, thought provoking or just like you, that actually makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. but I I don't think that I am the only person who's like, oh, I wish my body looked like that. Why am I not on vacation in Italy? I'm trying to do as much as I can, but I'm fucking depressed. here sitting on my goddamn phone.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's reality. It's reality of it. And what you said, (laughs) what's funny is like, okay, so what are the tools? Therapy, psychedelic mushrooms, getting out getting out and feeling the air on your own skin. Right. (laughs) But so, so then, then, but then there's, okay. 1% of the population. Let's just say that that's maybe the number that are putting out like inspiring things. And you know, some of it's used like social media, some of it's used for like sharing pictures with your family. It's the only way that, you know, someone's like, I'm not going to text it to everybody. And so here's the picture. Um, But so people like us were in the wellness mind, body world and we're trying to make a difference of getting people to yeah really love themselves to like listen to this and and hear that it takes something to realize that i messed up yesterday and i don't actually have to do that again and i can forgive myself and move forward and these are tools that i use and so it's like this game of like how do i how do i market and put the stuff that i'm doing out there in a way that is inspiring and uplifting. And also, yeah, I'm over here having a hard day sometimes too, but I'm not supposed to tell anybody about that. And, and yet it's like a catch 22 sometimes because we want to be relatable and, um, and put be, we have to sort of be out there so that when someone is scrolling, they can catch something that we're doing and be like, I want to go to Bradshaw's Mariah Carey flow in December, what's this about? And then they, you know, different from, buy another pair of leggings, your butt will look better in these. And it's like, "Eh." yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I, I I, (laughs) I do think that our industry, we're talking about, you know, more of yoga, that we are moving away from that. Like I am not seeing as many people you know, in pretty yoga pants doing a handstand. I feel like that was kind of 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like we're, we're start, like that's boring now. Like curated yoga pictures are so boring. I've been saying that for five years, but now it's like, everyone's like, oh yeah, they're really boring. Because Instagram is so big. There's so many people on it. We've seen it all before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's like, it's so, the way I try to use social media is, uh, I love to dress up. I love fashion. I love makeup, so I try to use that as uh, and those kind of photos of myself because I like taking those photos. I think they're fun and they're uh, you know they're uh, authentically who I am. And it's most of the time just me playing around dress up because I love to get dressed up and put on makeup. That uh, that draws people in.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I shared with you that I was talking to my daughter about she loves wearing makeup also mm-hmm. and it's odd because I don't really wear a lot of makeup so I find it fascinating that she always wants to put lipstick on and I asked her the other day I was like who who wears lipstick and she said girls and I was like no anyone can wear lipstick and she was so confused and then I'm like can I show you some pictures and so she, you know, oh yeah, pictures. And so I bring out my phone and I start going. I went on your Instagram and I was showing her yeah. pictures of you. And I actually tried calling you on FaceTime to yeah. show, you know. Um, but she asked me afterwards to see the pictures again. And I thought it was really neat because it's I could see her the wheels turning as she mm. answered the question. And it also made me realize that how many things that I've been conditioned to like I thought was the truth because I just didn't hear any other truth from anyone else, Mm. like three years old. And the only thing I ever saw was my mom putting on lipstick or wearing makeup. And I don't know, it feels so powerful like to see you own who you are and then to be able to share that and then to be the voice for a little person in the world that gets to they're sponges. That's what they're so amazing. Is like,
1: no. they're
0: not taught to hate.
1: Like no. Reese wasn't born hating anyone No, for being gay or the color of their skin or like what religion they were. We were like, that's all conditioned. That's all ingrained in us. And it's like, it's like, I think of it as tar that you have to pull off your soul. That's a good way to put it. You know, it's just like, that we, we're all inherently, I, I really do believe inherently kind, compassionate, empathetic creatures. Um, but we have, we've just been conditioned. And so like, I think that the journey is peeling all of that stuff off to then kind of like come back to where you were when you started.
0: Yeah. And it's like, to, it's kind of crazy that we have to go through this, not have to, but we go through this whole life trying to get back to where we started. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, stop trying to grow up so fast and, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, figure it all out and sort of go back to not knowing. And mm-hmm.
1: Do you ever put yourself in that mindset of like, of Reese, like I recently have like been trying to think of myself as a child, like before... I kind of knew anything like, what did it feel like to be, to have no judgment off of like, you know, I am going to do this craft or I'm going to do that. I'm going to do whatever I want because I'm free to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to explore and there's, there's no, um, it you're, there's no borders. It's like, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I, whenever we were playing, it's, um, you know, I'll, I'll just give an example, like, you know, doing a puzzle, like she's old enough to be able to like complete a puzzle, like, I don't know, size of a computer screen puzzle. And I notice, like my, like, no, you got to do it this way. Put the edges around. You got to do the edges first and then do the middle and instead of just letting her do it. However, and it takes something to just not grab the piece and turn it and like, no, 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 it goes here. Cause you see how frustrated. And part of it is, is just allowing her to, figure it out. Or, um, just last night we were coloring and it's her, one of our, her little besties birthdays. And so I made her a picture and of course I made it where it was like happy birthday friend, you know, and it was like perfectly colored and the the letters were great. And then she wanted to add her drawing to it. And I could feel myself being like, it's going to get messy. <laughs> And she'll she just I was like, "No, no, it, it takes something to be in that dance of no, yeah, here you add to it, and then I watched her like she thinks that she's writing letters, but she's just doing she's three, so like she's drawing lines and um kind of her versions of hearts, and I was like sitting there just in awe, I'm like, that's so awesome like why don't i mm-hmm. why don't I ever just give myself permission to do that and not. Like have it be a production of any kind.
1: There, there, I, I had a teacher, I'll say her name, Mrs. Cooney. She was in like, I don't know, first grade. I don't know what year this was. It was, I was young. And we were painting. We were in art class. And I painted I painted the clouds blue and the I painted clouds blue instead of white. And she was like, clouds are white. And I'll never, ever forget that. Yeah. I was, because at the time I was like, fuck you. This is my painting. You're gonna tell yeah. me what, what is and isn't when I'm drawing it. Mm-hmm. And I, th- there are those things that you like, I'm not saying you, but I was, as a, that you remember, they like, they imprint.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You Like they, the adult may not think it's a big, big deal at all, but like, that's something that like, I think we all have those things as, as adolescents that we, you can get right back to those moments of when someone kind of squashed your creativity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, just going to what what's yoga about. It's like coming back to wholeness, getting rid of those things that have been imprinted and on us for so long. And it's just like, I can see in the way too, where you're like, I don't need to have kids or I don't want to have kids. And it's like all of the ways that I'm like, how am I messing up a little person's world? <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, like, there is no playbook for parenting. I mean, the latest thing, I'm just gonna tell you this because this is like the worst. So, Reese is three and she uh, doesn't follow directions that great, which is understandable because I'm 40 and I don't like to follow directions. <laughs> so, but I kind of know that. And I'm like, okay, I'll follow the directions because you told me. But um, so I don't know, somehow along the lines, the thing that I realized that works is she's in the car and she'll start unbuckling her own seatbelt in the car mm-hmm. seat. And, and I'm like, Reese, you can't do that. I'm like, you have to wear a seatbelt and she, that doesn't work. So I'm like, oh, the policeman's going to come. Oh, look, Reese, there's a policeman. And, and she starts to freak out. Mm -hmm. And so now I've clearly made my daughter scared of the police Mm -hmm. and like, no wonder the police are not thought of as to protect and serve because plant the seed that they're scary. (laughs) And, uh, and so it's, I, it's a, it's a tool and technique that works. And so now, even when we're in the house and all of a sudden she won't get in the bathtub, she won't put on her pajamas and we're like, we're calling, they're coming. They're going to come and they're going to take you away. <laughs> so it's horrible. And um, you're like, you're like, you have to turn around to laugh. And so just recently, <laughs> like, oh my God.
1: That's really, I mean, I love you, but that's bad.
0: I know. So so just recently I said to Jason, I was like, we have to stop this. It's really hurting my heart. Like we, we can't like use that as the thing anymore. We've got to find a new way. <laughs> And, and I'm like, I just wonder like, okay, she's three to talk about like the imprints. And it's like, let's say if, if the, for the rest of our life, we never bring that up. Is that something she's going to always remember?
1: I think that, I, I think that as parents, you're going to fuck up just as part of being a parent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. <laughs> like there are things that, uh, and you can probably relate with um, your mom who I just loved and she was, she was special um there are things that about my mom that i didn't love but after she died you know I, I, after she died we we sometimes like idolize the, the we, we we forget about all the bad stuff okay you know we're just like they were perfect they were wonderful my brother and i will talk sometimes and be like we love mom we like obviously but like she fucked up in this way, you know? (laughs) Like, oh, they probably fucking should have done that. That was fucked up. She should, you know, that, that, that's,
0: but you forgive them, but that's just part of parenting, I think. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I think it's like, it is, again, it's like just, it's messy. And yeah, it's weird becoming
1: an adult. Like, do you, like, I now think of my mom or like my parents, And like they had three kids right now by, by my age, they had three kids and I'm like, Oh my God, they were like humans. They start to human, they, they become like human. You get older and there you you just realize that they're just flawed people trying to do what we're doing, which is get through it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. My (laughs) parents had four kids, four kids. By the time my mom was 29 and I didn't even have one kid until I was 38. And I just think about like, yeah, I mean looking, one of the things that I just wish that I don't have is like to be able to ask now that I've had a kid is like, Mm. how did you do it with four? Like I've lost it so many times with one. And, um, but it also, it's like, now that I can't have that conversation, it's like, it's given me a bigger appreciation for what they did, what they did. Like, yeah, going to work every day. And like my dad told me when I was young, I was 14 and I wanted to get a job, maybe even younger than that. And he's like, Adrian, you have the rest of your life to work. And I was like, I know, but I want to make money. Like I want to have like a little of my mm-hmm. own money. And, but now I look at it and it's like, he was right. He was like, not trying to protect me, but yeah, he was going to work every day. It was a grind. Like wake up at six, not see your family, be out of the house by seven, home at three, tired, exhausted, have dinner or do it again. And it was just mm. like, don't just run right into that. And um, yeah, and like at the time, I don't know, like, like just looking back, there's moments where it's just like, could you have shown up better? And yet the, like now as an adult, person raising a little person or even not raising a little person. It's like, no, right now I can't show up any better. Mm. This is all I got.
1: Yeah. Messy. (laughs) Like you've been saying, I mean, like it's, it's really, um, messy. I'm still very young, but at 31, something that has come up for me in the past five to 10 years is, is forgiveness,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like of people and their flaws, and that that things are messy, and that they're not, you know, the way I thought they were when I was younger. But like, I do think that again, you know, people are just doing their best, and to for forgive family, and forgive relationships, and forgive friendships, and move on. I think serves a lot of us better if it's done, you know, obviously in a healthy, healthy way.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I want to finish up our talk with a little speed round questions. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question and you got to answer with whatever the quickest thing is that comes to mind. Okay. Ready? Go. Okay. I'm ready. Best advice that you ever got from your mom. Relax. Relax what are you most proud of being myself what is your morning routine and what morning routine and what time do you wake up
1: oh it depends on when i wake up it could be, depends on when i teach around seven seven or eight is usually when i wake up and my routine is always take a shower have coffee leave i don't eat breakfast in the morning
0: okay current hero Torrey
1: Amos. guilty pleasure mochi eating mochi i love mochi
0: what about domino's pizza
1: Oh, and Domino's. That's really,
0: I, it happens once every six months,
1: but when it happens, it happens. I yeah. go deep. I, you know what's really fucked up is I try to eat it as quickly as it possible so I, I can pretend like I didn't eat it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I'll literally eat the entire pizza in like 30 seconds and like it didn't happen. And I just throw the box away.
0: <laughs> Until you wake up at three in the morning and what happens? Yeah.
1: I can't breathe because it's so salty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like literally wake up, I'm like,
0: Oh, it's, uh. 30 minutes free all of a sudden, what do you do with it? Take a nap. Great. One word motto. Transparency. One thing you would tell the younger version of yourself. Relax. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's awesome to hear when you answered the questions. Because you would pause, and I would see you were actually relax.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> I try. It's a constant. It's a constant battle. It's not a battle. It's a constant, you know, something to work through.
0: <laughs> thank you for doing this with me.
1: Oh my god! Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find Bradshaw on Instagram at Bradshaw Yoga. And if you're doing our bingo challenge, make sure you leave a review for us so you get credit. Have an amazing day. See you next week.